KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good morning. I'm Annika Goldberg. It's Tuesday, August 3rd. Parklets must be in compliance now or they may face fines. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Scripps and Sanitas has reinstalled surge tents outside of their emergency room. Dr. Gazala Sharif is the chief medical officer for Scripps Health. I think for us, it's it's very sad for me as a chief medical officer to see these tents going back up again when this is all preventable. Had we gotten the vaccines and the herd immunity up, we wouldn't have this Delta variant that's now looming in front of us. The San Diego City Council passed the Enough Ordinance on Monday, which bans the sale and possession of ghost guns or guns without serial codes. The San Diego Police Department says there's been a nearly 200 percent increase of ghost guns being found at crime scenes. Councilman Chris Kate voted no on the ordinance in a standalone vote. He says the new law would not stop criminals. It is completely unreasonable to believe they will follow this new law. This law does nothing to prevent mass shootings. This law does nothing to hold criminals accountable. This law does nothing to make us safer. In California, owning a non-serialized firearm is already illegal. There will be some searing hot temperatures in San Diego's East County today and some slightly not as searing temperatures in the Highland communities. A heat watch from the National Weather Service started yesterday and it's still in effect today through 8 p.m. Wednesday. The mountains will see a high of 90s. Desert areas like Borrego Springs could see upwards of 120. The NWS says drink lots of fluids, stay out of direct sun, get to an air-conditioned space if possible, and do check up on at-risk relatives and neighbors if you can. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Monday was the deadline for San Diego restaurants to bring their outdoor dining areas, known as parklets, up to code. KPBS's Melissa May describes how outdoor dining is changing in San Diego. Restaurants already had an extension to bring their parklets up to code, 
the city started going out to restaurants to make sure their structures were in compliance. The most important reason is for safety. So we want to be able to have those emergency vehicles pull up to a site. We want them to be able to access beyond those into a building. Leslie Sennett is the Code Enforcement Deputy Director for the City of San Diego. She says the parklets helped restaurants be in compliance with COVID-19 protocols during the pandemic. But many parklets are not up to code. We need to reach out to the businesses and just make sure we're all on the same page. What are the regulations? What's allowed? How can they operate safely, still have, provide a very nice space for their customers, but make sure that all um, requirements, building requirements, fire requirements are being met. Senate staff was tasked with going out to restaurants who do not currently have a temporary outdoor business operations permit to help them get one. The biggest modification restaurants will have to make starts at the top. They can't have a permanent roof structure. They need to be using umbrellas. Also, walls cannot be over 45 inches, and a parklet cannot occupy any red curb space. The Little Italy Association is asking Governor Gavin Newsom for some help with the parklets. Businesses need to catch up for lost revenues from 2020, particularly the restaurant industry. Marco Lamandri is the association's chief executive administrator. He says they've asked the governor to let all California restaurants keep permanent roofs on their parklets. We said the Delta variant is now starting to spread. If people have the option to move indoors and eat or outdoors and eat, they're going to choose outdoors for obvious reasons, according to the CDC. Newsom staff responded that this is a local enforcement issue. Which makes zero sense whatsoever. This is a national, international pandemic. The rules should be the same for every city. If a restaurant does not modify its parklet within 30 days, an administrative hearing would be scheduled and a daily fine of $100 per violation would be imposed. And that was KPBS's Melissa May. The USS Carl Vinson left San Diego on Monday just as the Navy is beginning to see more cases of COVID-19. KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh has more. The Vinson left San Diego for Hawaii Monday. The 5,000 sailors said their goodbyes to families in stages instead of the mass gatherings of years past. COVID continues to have an impact as the Delta variant becomes more prevalent. Rear Admiral Daniel Martin says 99% of the crew is vaccinated. 99%. So, uh, but we, we've left everybody out in town, right? So when they come back, uh, we're just going to mask up for 14 days and and uh, make sure that we're, we, we, we get inside a bubble once again and then we'll be completely uh, uh, safe. Yeah. Captain P. Scott Miller says they have had cases on board the carrier, including people who were vaccinated. What we've seen on our ship is that the, the symptoms are, are very minor, if you will. It's almost like a common cold is what we've witnessed so far. So none of the few people that we've had who've got the COVID who are vaccinated have become very ill at all. The Biden administration has urged the Pentagon to find out what steps need to be taken to require the vaccine. Right now it's optional. The Pentagon says roughly half the force is fully vaccinated. The Navy has the highest vaccination rate. One incentive for sailors is that they avoid two weeks of quarantine before deploying if they receive the vaccine. The Vincent is scheduled to tour the Western Pacific. And that was KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh. There's a new threat to California's lakes, rivers, and other freshwater systems plastic pool toys. Cap Radio's Steve Milney explains. 
Specifically, the threat is glitter and microbeads that are often contained in pool toys. Sometimes they leak out. Katie Semt is a researcher with the UC Davis Tahoe Environmental Sciences Center who studies how microplastics are affecting nature. Once the pool toy is punctured, if you're at home, it's just in your pool and it might be a mess to clean up, but it's doable. However, when you take these pool toys that contain microplastics out to the beach, to your local waterways, if they get a hole, then you now have these microplastics spread all over our natural environment. Microbeads are often the size and shape of a fish egg, and wildlife can and do mistake them for food. SEMF's research involves examining the bellies of fish and clams in Lake Tahoe to understand how glitter and microbeads might be getting into the aquatic food chain. And that was CAP Radio's Steve Milne reporting from Sacramento. Coming up... For Mexico, living uh, with a dead river has been, um, I'll say, sort of a wound... A pulse flow of water temporarily reconnected the Colorado River system with the Pacific Ocean. Now a group is working hard to bring water back to parts of that estuary, even during a persistent drought. We'll have more on that next, just after the break. Seven years ago, a pulse of water on the Colorado River at the U.S.-Mexico border temporarily reconnected it to the Pacific Ocean. Scientists used the so-called pulse flow to study what plant and animal life returned to the desiccated delta along the water. Armed with that knowledge, and even during a persistent drought, they're trying a new and more targeted strategy this year. KUNC's Luke Runyon has more. It's just after sunrise in the Colorado River's dry estuary in Mexico, and Tomas Rivas is hunched over, using his fingers to comb through small bits of wood. What are you looking for, Tomas? Uh, jumping spider. Jumping spider? Yeah. Rivas is an ecologist with the conservation group the Sonoran Institute, and we're at the place where the river and the ocean used to meet and mix. The exposed salt flats are home to jumping spiders, tiny turquoise fiddler crabs, and hardy species of salt grass. The day we visited, it reached 120 degrees with a cloudless sky. These are harsh conditions here. Rivas says this part of the delta used to be home to a tidal bore, a wave that forms as the incoming tide rushes against the freshwater river. In Spanish, here we, the people locally call uh, burro, el burro, for the tidal bore. It even had a sound, he says, of crashing, rumbling water. The people say, ahí viene el burro. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like uh, the donkey's coming, no? <laughs> because the Colorado River is so overused in the U.S., the burro hasn't charged in the delta in decades. Rivas's group is working to bring water back into this part of the estuary and study it. It won't fully revive the tidal bore, but it will be enough to help restore riverine habitat. For Mexico, living uh, with a dead river has been, um, I'll say, sort of a wound. Jennifer Pitt runs the Colorado River program for the National Audubon Society. We're upstream of the estuary, next to an irrigation canal, where water diverted near the U.S.-Mexico border makes a hard left turn back into the river's channel. And... This is a little bit of repair. 
For a few months this spring and summer, portions of the Colorado River Delta are flowing again. But unlike 2014's pulse flow, this release of water is targeted to restoration sites. And we're using the irrigation canals to bypass the dry reach and drop the water into the river at the point where the scientists tell us it will do the most good. The Colorado River is grabbing national headlines as water shortages take hold. Hot and dry conditions are coming home to roost in its reservoirs, dropping the two biggest to record lows. Even in a dry year like this one, Pitt says both the U.S. and Mexico have agreed to set aside water just for the environment. And if we don't figure out at this moment how to support the river itself and all of nature that it supports, I fear that we lose them permanently. Not everyone agrees. Some skeptical city leaders and farmers in Mexico say any unused water is wasted. I am kayaking on the Colorado River in its delta in Mexico. There's dragonflies that are sort of skipping across the water. You'll see birds up in the trees. There's a beaver dam just upstream of here. This is 1% of the water that's coming from the U.S., and it, it's building so much into the ecosystem. That's Rocio Torres. She runs the Sonoran Institute's Colorado River Delta Restoration. For me, that means, and for our team, that there's hope, right? Torres says these targeted flows are less flashy and harder to explain than the pulse flow. That event galvanized communities in the region, she says, and it built a base of support from water officials in both countries who agreed to set aside a small amount of water, not for human use. I think that's the way human beings, uh, we learn, we mess things up. We realize we shouldn't have done that. And she says, bringing it back happens little by little. And that was... Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Luke Runyon reporting from Sonora, Mexico. This story is part of an ongoing coverage of the Colorado River produced by KUNC with support from the Walton Family Foundation. And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day.
KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon, hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com.